The war everyone dreaded, Russia versus Ukraine. But it hasn't gone the way anyone expected. Putin's blunder drags on. Over six months since Russian guns and missiles started firing over the border, and now Ukraine is hitting back hard. Much of the territory occupied by Russia is in the south of Ukraine. It appears the Ukrainian military is trying to retake it. On Monday, artillery began firing on Russian troops around the city of Kherson. Ground forces have been on the move, wrecking havoc on the Russian war machine. Behind the front lines, Russian officials are being assassinated. Bases being attacked. Ukraine advances. On the same week Mikhail Gorbachev died, lasting peace in Eastern Europe still seems a long ways off. But the most important peace doesn't involve nations, and it's free. Sinners can find peace with a holy God. That's what Jesus Christ earned for all those who repent and believe. Peace for sinners and prodigals. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And as we head into a Labor Day weekend, this is our final program in a series called Hope for Your Prodigal. All this week, we've been talking with an old friend of mine, Barbara Giuliani. She left her Christian home at age 18 and became a prodigal daughter. I just thought my parents and their religious beliefs were standing in the way of my social life. I wanted to have friends. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to do what felt good. And I saw mm-hmm. my parents' rules as just outdated and mm. unnecessary. Barbara Giuliani will be back with us in just a moment to share more about how God let her run away as a prodigal, but a few years later, he brought her back to himself. And she'll share with us how her parents wisely prayed for her and loved her even during that tumultuous time. It's an encouraging story. I don't want you to miss it. But after the program, I want to send you a copy of the book that Barbara and her late father, Pastor Jack Miller, wrote together. It's called Come Back, Barbara. It's a dialogue between the two of them as they wrote from their perspectives about those challenging days before, I have to say, outside of Scripture, it's the best prodigal story I've ever read. It was a real blessing to my wife and me when we were dealing with our own prodigals. I know this book will give you hope, as it reminds you that Jesus is in the business of leading prodigals home. So after the program, today, would you call us at 800 654 2836 800 654 2836 you want the book come back barbara or you can go online and make your gift there and our web address is haventoday.org haventoday.org now we're going to open with a group called sidewalk prophets and the song they have for us is called prodigal it's been a long time since you felt peace In the valley you made where you're not meant to be Where the shame throws shadows on you Don't you forget that you're headed to more But you settle for less Don't buy the lie, it's as good as it gets The same feet that left you lost and alone Are the very same feet that'll bring you back home Wherever you are Whatever you did, it's a page in your book, but it isn't the end. 
Your father will meet you with arms open wide. This is where your heart belongs. Come running like a prodigal. There will be nights when you hear whispers of a life you once knew. Don't let it linger. Cause there's a grace that falls upon you. Don't you forget. In the places you're weak, he's very strong. Don't ever believe you don't deserve love. The same guy that protects you when you're lost and alone is the very same guy that is calling you home. Wherever you are, whatever you did, it's a page in your book, but it isn't the end. Your father will meet you with arms open. Father will meet you with arms open wide. This is where your heart belongs. Come running, come running, come running like a prodigal. Just come running, come running, come running like a prodigal. Cause he's running, he's running. Haven today and hope for your prodigal. And that was Sidewalk Prophets opening this program for us. It happened 30 years ago to a West Palm Beach, Florida woman. The ex-husband of Marianne Mulkey whispered in her ear that she would never see her son again. David was seven years old when he disappeared, and she had been trying to live with that loss ever since. Her son, now a grown man, has become the longest active parental abduction case in the United States. A month after her son was taken from her, she saw her ex-husband driving away with David in the back seat. She ran after the car, beating on the window with her purse, but both disappeared. Marianne has engaged psychics, hired 16 private investigators, and then just a few years ago, one of those private eyes says she had found David, but he wanted his mother to leave him alone. Tragic, and you don't have to be a parent to ache in your heart for Marianne Mulkey. But every day, there's another kind of abduction going on in the world, and we've all been party to it. You see, every one of us has run away from our Heavenly Father, and just as with human parents, Jesus taught from the prodigal son parable that the heart of our Heavenly Father aches for the return of sons and daughters who've left 
many of whom don't want to come home. All of us runaways have given ourselves over to the power of this world and put ourselves in bondage because this world is filled with false promises. What is it we're looking for? I think we want to be loved. If we're good-looking or intelligent or wealthy, we may find a little love in this world. If we produce much, sell much, buy much, the world pays us a little attention and offers us a fleeting taste of love. But the world's love is always conditional love. As long as we keep looking for our true self in a world of conditional love, we will remain hooked on this world. Trying, failing, trying unsuccessfully again. We live in a world that fosters addictions because what it offers cannot satisfy the deepest craving of our hearts. Our addictions cling to what the world claims are the keys to self-fulfillment, power, the accumulation of wealth, reaching for status, maybe it's admiration, maybe alcohol or drugs, maybe overeating or even sexual addiction. When we go for conditional love, we can't see the difference between lust and true love. The addictions create expectations that fail to satisfy our deepest needs. All week, we've had a friend of mine on the program who has truly lived the story of the prodigal. And I want Barbara Giuliani to just share with us, in a nutshell, one more time, her story. Well, I was gone from home for seven years, and um, I left at the age of 18 telling my parents that I didn't believe in God, I wasn't a Christian, and I didn't want to live like a Christian. And all those things were absolutely true. And it was very devastating to my parents. And then I went on an odyssey of really attempting to find meaning and significance and joy, I would even say, mm. in every way that I could. It was mm. almost an Augustinian August odyssey from one thing to another, <laughs> trying to fill that hole in my heart. So I left home and did what kids do when they're uh, unsupervised in college and you know, experimented with drugs and alcohol and uh, with different relationships. Moved in with a young man, eventually married him, then left him. Moved in with a drug dealer, eventually left him. Mm. And then had several other relationships. And in the end, I just began to feel sick of myself. I didn't want to become a Christian, but at the same time, I thought the way I was living was a little tacky. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided there could I could be a productive person, even though I didn't have to be a Christian like my parents. And at the same time, my parents were just reaching out to me in any way that they could, as mm. was my whole family. They never gave up. They never gave up on having a relationship with me. Mm. They worked very hard at being in relationship with me, and I very I worked very hard to stay as far away as I could from them. Mm. So um, I went back to school. I had dropped out of school when I got married. So I went back to college and worked really hard in school and won a fellowship to Stanford. Mm -hmm. I met a man when I was working as a waitress. He was a bartender. His name was Angelo Giuliani, and I moved in with him. So he was the third guy, and this was... Mm -hmm very disappointing to my parents because they had, you know, they saw me, I was working, I was going to school, it looked like I was getting my life together. And then I think that their hopes just took a nosedive when they saw that he had moved in with me. But um, they went right on, moved right towards him. My father was writing this little booklet called the New Life Booklet at the time, which was a way to share the gospel. So he would take Angelo out for breakfast and say, you know, you're a man on the street. So how did 
how does this sound to you? Does this make sense to you? And I'm in the background going, Angelo, my father is just trying to share the gospel with you. But he thought it was fascinating. Angelo did. So um, then we were on our way to California, and my father, who was a pastor and who also had a work in Uganda, was on his way to Uganda. And he thought that he might die there. That was a real possibility. It was right after Edie and Mean had been disposed. So he said to me, I don't want to take you to heaven with me just as a beautiful memory. And I became furious and yelled mm. at him. My father was always self-controlled and never yelled, and I was the miller that yelled. In any case, he said to me, he said to me, I know you can't make yourself into a Christian. Can you just pray that God would reveal himself to you? Mm. And so I decided to pray that. And after I prayed that, I went to California. And the first thing, the first answer to that prayer was that God revealed myself to me. Mm. And I began to see myself as a completely self-centered girl who only cared mm. about myself. Mm. And that was the first time I actually mm. thought that I had any sins. I had been taught all my life that Jesus died for my sins, mm. but I didn't think of myself as a sinner, just as somebody who had made some bad choices and was trying to work my way out of them. And when I saw that I was really a sinner and mm. needed to be saved, then every single little thing that I did just for me, began to trouble my conscience. And that's when I really knew that I needed a savior. Mm. And that's when Jesus' death on the cross became made so much sense to me. And it was everywhere I went, I felt the presence of God. And one day I was walking through Stanford's campus, troubled over something very small, especially compared to all the other stuff I had done in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, if Jesus really died on the cross, then you are forgiven. And I prayed that he would forgive me, and he did. And I stepped into a life as a child of God. Thank you, Barbara Giuliani, for sharing that with us. If you want to read her story, I'll give you our contact information in a moment. But her experience is something I think all of us can relate to. We ask for forgiveness, and we walk into the light as a child of God. Jesus told the parable of the prodigal who went after the world's delusions and led him as where we are all led to what Jesus called a distant land. If you see yourself in what I'm talking about, then I have some good news to share with you. Just as in the story of the prodigal son, it is in these distant lands that we can begin to be able to cry out for deliverance. You and I are prodigal children and we search for unconditional love where it can't be found. Most people keep ignoring the place of true love and keep looking for it in all the wrong places. The temptation is so great for us to keep on leaving home, a home where we are the children of God. We keep taking the gifts God has given us, our intellectual, our emotional gifts, our health, and we keep using them to impress people, to receive affirmation and praise and compete for rewards instead of using them for the glory of God. We carry our gifts off to distant lands and use them to serve a world that exploits us but doesn't see their true value. It's only when we cry out for deliverance that we find our Heavenly Father is way ahead of us. He's already there waiting for us. In fact, he comes running after us when we come home. He's there to throw his arms around us with the love we really need, the love of God. Our Heavenly Father doesn't compel us to stay home, but at the same time, God has never pulled back his arms, never withheld his blessing. 
we are loved so much that we are left free to leave home. The blessing is there from the beginning. We leave home and keep on leaving it, but the Father is always looking for us with open arms to take us back and whispers in our ears, You are my beloved. On you my favor rests. You see, it's God who keeps on making a way to bring us home. Yesterday, in our time together, I mentioned a famous painting by Rembrandt called The Return of the Prodigal Son. Rembrandt painted a second picture of the prodigal son as well, but this picture is of himself living a worldly life. Since you don't have the images that Rembrandt painted in front of you right now, let me explain it a little bit. The picture this Dutch painter painted of himself was completed when he was a young man. We, of course, know that he had great talent, and fame and money were coming his way fast. This picture is actually a self-portrait of himself as the prodigal son, having a high old time in a brothel in a distant land. He's wearing expensive clothes, and his eyes are glazed over from having had too much to drink, and yet you can see the lust in his eyes for the woman in the background. And while I believe Rembrandt was a Christian, that painting pretty much described his life at that point. He was taking his talents to a world that couldn't give him the love he really needed. It was conditional love. But then there's that other painting of the prodigal. It's big, six feet by eight feet. It's hanging in the famous Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, Russia. This painting is probably the last painting Rembrandt ever made. He was an old man. He had gone through bankruptcy. He had grieved over the deaths of his wife and some of his children. Life was not his oyster. This is a painting of the prodigal son coming home. The rich clothes are gone. In fact, the returning son is wearing what would have been underwear in his day. His shoes are worn out. One foot shows, and it's obviously hurt. You can't see the son's face. You see only his kneeling back. All the attention, and in this case the bright light that Rembrandt is famous for, goes to one spot, the father. There's the father's face, and there are the father's hands, holding on to the wayward son who has finally returned. Gone is the hair of a young man. Now the prodigal has wet hair, almost like that of a newborn, which perhaps this returning prodigal represents. In a way, he's been given a new life by coming home. Now, you can't see this from a picture on the Internet, but I'm told by a friend who has seen the original in Russia that over the father's shoulder in the shadows there is a prostitute, and that has deep meaning too. The prodigal is back home, and here's his father standing as a wall against the enticements of the world and giving him what we all really need, unconditional love from our Father in heaven. Listen to the words of Jesus in Luke 15. The son comes home after a life of debauchery. His father's been waiting, and when he sees his son coming, he runs to him and embraces him, and the son says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father doesn't even hear those words. He shouts to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast. Let's celebrate. For this son of mine who was dead is alive again. He was lost and is found. I don't think better words have ever been said or written than what Jesus spoke in that passage in Luke 15. 
Now, we've been talking the last few minutes about seeing Rembrandt as a prodigal son. I need to tell you that every day I see myself as a prodigal in need of coming home to the warm embrace of my Heavenly Father. I've talked a little about you and me traipsing over the world, and let me just make it more personal now. Do you need to come home? Maybe it's not your child. Maybe it's you that's run away and haven't come home even though you need to. Do you know somebody who needs to come home? When you look at that Rembrandt painting of the prodigal coming home to the arms of his father, it is a pretty sad sight in some ways. He has nothing on but his underclothing. But there's one little clue as to who he is, if you look closely. He doesn't have a royal robe to wear or a signet ring on his finger yet, but he is wearing a sword, proof that he was of royal blood. And that's what you and I have when we take the words of Jesus seriously and come home as children of God. God the Father sent his only Son to die on the cross to set us free from the tyranny of this world with only its conditional love. Only the love of the Father was great enough to have released his Son to come to earth and suffer the cross and dying for our sins to give us love that's unconditionally ours. Have you come home? Surely today is the day Now is the hour for you to ask for the Father to wrap his arms around you and call you my son, my daughter. I think we better pray. Lord in heaven, there are a lot of us prodigals running around, and a lot of us don't even have the heart and the stamina to just come home to the waiting arms of our heavenly Father. Lord, may we do that now. May we find new life in the Son of the Father, Jesus Christ, who died for us on Calvary. And may this happen today, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus, please come, please come today. Heal me, hear me, be near me, I pray.
Heather Williams blessing us with hallelujah from her album This Time Around. We've been talking about being prodigals all week. We've been hearing from Barbara Giuliani. I'm so thankful for Barbara joining us. As I think about people who call us for prayer here at Haven Ministries, the number one reason why people call for prayer is because of a prodigal in their life. Is there a prodigal in your life? Well, then you need to get a copy of Comeback Barbara. If you want to find some hope, If you want to be able to believe that the Lord is going to hear and answer your prayers, this is the book to help you do that. Call us at 1-800-654-2836. That's 1-800-65-HAVEN. Or remember, you can go online, watch the video and get to know Barbara, read the sample chapter, but you need to read the book. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you need to pass this book on to. Just visit us at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And one last time, if you wanted to get it but haven't contacted us about Johnny Erickson Tata's new book, we still have copies for your gift to the ministry. The book is called Songs of Suffering, and I know this devotional filled with songs of hope will bless you. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? But again, together... We'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What's the root of all evil? The love of money. At least it's the root of all kinds of evil, as 2 Timothy tells us. It's like rotten fruit. It grows on a rotten tree which has rotten roots. The root of that rotten fruit is rotten roots. This is why Hebrews 13.5 says we should keep our lives free from the love of money. Instead, be content with what we have. It's not just about being content with whatever amount of money you currently have. It's about being content having so much more. The Lord himself. He's promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's far greater than money. So we can be content, content in Christ. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit KenAnchor.com. 